0: Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one's awesome. It's with Wes Wicker from Big Wicks. He and his wife, Sarah, Sarah with an H, they make a mesquite-smoked jalapeno glaze that is awesome. It's just enough spice, just enough sweet... It's fantastic. And I've wanted to talk to him for about six months, but now more than ever because this small company needs your support. Uh, they're dealing with a lawsuit that he'll, he'll talk about. Uh, it's name related and absurd in my opinion, but he'll get into what he can talk about just so you know what he is dealing with. This is important too, because I wanted people to get to know Wes and get to know his background, how he came up with the glaze. It didn't start as a glaze. You'll learn about that journey and how something small batch could start to really gain momentum. He talks a lot about the people in the barbecue world that have given him advice that have helped him along the way. After we had talked, he did want to mention Brett Bearden, who's a good friend of his, who let them use his vacant rental property when they were making their jelly. And then also he has stepped in to smoke the jalapenos for him while he's had treatment for pancreatitis, which has happened 18 times in the last four years. So this is another reason why we wanna get our arms around him and support them because he's dealing with some health issues, dealing with stress with this lawsuit. He just wants the world to get a chance to try his glaze and become a Texas staple. They do have a GoFundMe because these legal bills are big. I'll put a link to that below. Another way to support them is buying the glaze. I'll put a link to their website, or you can buy it in the store. We talk about the different places that you could find it, and also he's given a special code for all my listeners and watchers. It's my name, Kevin's BBQ joints, all one word. I'll put it. I'll put information below. Kevin's BBQ joints, and you get fifteen percent off your first order. Super nice guy. Can't thank him enough for taking the time and make sure to stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. Good evening, Wes. How are you? You're good. How are you? Doing well. I'm glad we got this together. Like you said, it's been probably. Close to six months to to get this. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people that I talk to back and forth. It's it's the way it is. Are you going on a little vacation soon?
1: Yeah, we have a, a meeting in Austin uh, on Monday. It's actually the mediation for the lawsuit, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and take advantage of it. We're going to leave town tomorrow, and yeah, just kind of spend some time with friends in uh, New Braunfels, San Antonio, Austin area. Nice. That way, you know, Monday didn't go our way. At least we can say we had a good weekend and all that. So. Definitely. Yeah, we've actually got to take some glaze to a couple of restaurants and a few stores as well. So.
0: And at the end of this interview, I'd like to talk about where
1: people can find it. And so, But I want to get your background. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Lubbock, uh, up in West Texas, in Panhandle. Lived there for 22 years and graduated from Texas Tech.
0: I think I see, I've seen it on you, on like, something that you wrote, and then something that Ian from uh, Tom and Bingo's, is there a saying that people say from Texas Tech, like wreck something or
1: wreck them? Yeah. Wreck
0: them. <laughs> what, yeah. what is wreck them? Wreck them is, is that just like the fight the fight slogan or?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, just it's just what we say. We do, we say that and we throw tortillas.
0: So, <laughs> oh, the tortillas are for you guys. Okay, <laughs> I know it's Texas. Yeah. Like, Texas is vast and I'm in California, so I'm still learning little All pieces. Right. Bits and pieces. Okay, so that's so that so then he must have gone to Texas Tech too, or is it just because it's in the area?
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think Ian did. Yeah, I think he went to Tech as well.
0: Okay, and so you went to from what from what I read on on the label as well of your bottle as well as what I've heard is that this the inception of this was a visit to six 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 Ranch. Yeah, the four sixes Ranch in West Texas.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, he spent quite a bit of time there, and I one time I was at a little get together. And the lady that was hosting the uh, the party, she had Tabasco brand jalapeno jelly with cream cheese and crackers. And that was my first time ever having jalapeno jelly. And I was very intrigued by it, loved it, decided I wanted to, immediately decided I want to make my own. A good friend of mine in high school, his grandmother did a lot of canning. She had her own, you know, she had a garden and did tons of canning. And I, oh, always, I was always fascinated in that. And so, yeah, when I had the jalapeno jelly, that solidified my decision that I needed to to make some and you know and get into canning. I was in college at Tech and uh, at the time I was barbecuing every weekend you know I was basically meal prepping you know before that was a big thing you know I uh, I'd cook a lot of stuff you know on Saturday or Sunday and that's what I'd eat all week so I wanted to put my own twist on the jalapeno jelly by smoking the jalapenos. And so that's what I did. So I gave a few jars to some friends and family, and they they all said, hey, this is really good. You should sell it. So I ended up selling it while I was in college. I sold about 600 jars and uh, got into a store in, in Lubbock, a little mom-and-pop grilling supply store. Yeah, we sold about 600 jars, and then I graduated and moved and all that. And so I, I quit making it for about seven years or so. And for years, I had people bugging me about making it again, constantly asking me, you know, when when I'm going to make more. Anyway, when my wife and I, we went on our first date, we went to a restaurant that had jalapeno jelly with cream cheese and crackers. We had that as an appetizer. So I told her about mine that I used to make when I was in college. Being our first date, you know, she just kind of threw it out there. She was like, well, you should make some for me sometime. She didn't even know if she was going to see me again. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But but yeah, we ended up we ended up dating and I took her up to Lubbock a, a couple of times and somehow I'd always get brought up and all that. So eight months into our relationship, she was tired of hearing about it. And she's, so she went to the store and bought jalapenos and mason jars and sugar and she didn't even know everything that I needed. But yeah, I went and gathered up some supplies and demanded that I make some. So I did. Once I made that batch for her, I took a picture and put it up on Facebook and that post kind of blew up. We had... 500 reactions and you know hundreds of comments and everybody was asking me if i was going to start making it again so i asked my wife sarah we were dating at the time i asked sarah what she thought at the time if she would be interested in helping me start it back up she said yeah let's do it so we did and we ended up selling it uh selling seventeen thousand jars of jelly and we got it in you know 50 mom and pop stores all over texas and traveled all over and And we, you know, sold online and shipped and, you know, it was great. And once we got to the point where we've made 17,000 jars, you know, or we sold 17,000, it was just, it was almost like it was selling faster than we could make it. And so at that point, we got in with a co-packer. The co-packer that I use, he doesn't have the right type of equipment to make a jelly. And so what we did was we pivoted and decided to make it into a glaze, which, uh, when we were making jelly, you know, anytime we had some that didn't set up so it didn't gel, we would sell it as a glaze to ah. a lot of barbecue restaurants and things like that so they could use it. We sold it to them at a discounted price. And anyway, when I found out the co-packer didn't have the capability to make a jelly, I said, well, let's just do a glaze. That was in. Uh, yeah, What was that? We started doing the, the glaze in March of last year, and then we got into a chain of grocery stores that's headquartered in my hometown into uh, United Supermarkets and Market Street. We're in 28 of their locations uh, in Texas, and then we're in close to around 60 mom-and-pop stores, and, and we're in a store in Michigan and Colorado and uh, one in New Mexico, and, and uh, we're actually even in a store in Australia now.
0: Wow. I think it would be great at, at stores in California too. This is perfect. And well, it could be good anywhere, but that's, but yeah. I think I, I could, I could see the potential for it spreading even further. How close to the recipe is this to the the original one that you
1: made way back in the day? I mean, the ingredients are the same, other than one specific ingredient, which is the pectin. Pectin is what makes it gel. Gotcha. You know, it turns into a turns, you know, solidifies it into a gel. So basically, the glaze, we remove the pectin and we added xanthan gum just to make it a little bit thicker. That way, when you pour it over a block of cream cheese, it'll still mostly stay on top of the cream cheese without running off.
0: Is the United Supermarket the one? That Evie Maze is in, yes, in it? yeah, because <laughs> that's what, yeah. what, what like because that's what reminds me. Of. I think they're going to be in a couple, but that's so that yeah. so that so that's a, is that a, a
1: West Texas
0: based uh, supermarket chain?
1: Yeah, their their HQ is there in Lubbock, so okay. yeah, it's United Supermarkets and Market Street. Evie Maze is actually they're, they're building a new Market Street in Amarillo, and that's what Evie Maze is oh, going to
0: be a, in. Okay, that'll be their yeah. second. So, so
1: basically, uh, Market Street is a is a nicer, higher end version, you know, like Central Market is to HEB.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Excellent. Okay. And then we have like pavilions. like Devon's. It's like Va- it's, that's similar that we have out here. Cause there's a lot of people that probably want to do something like this, but never know how much work, how much research, how much, like how much time have you put into this so much, right?
1: Yeah. Tons. I mean, finding out all the, uh, all the rules and regulations of, you know, having a food-based business, there's a lot of red tape and regulation. And it took me Quite a while to figure a lot of that out. But luckily, the co-packer that I got in with, uh, he's helped out quite a bit, you know, with that as far as nutrition facts and, you know, got us in touch with someone for the shelf life testing. and.
0: Which barbecue joints are you associated with?
1: So the ones that are using it on a regular basis are uh, B4 Barbecue and Boa and Maybank, Texas. They use it. Smoketown in Fate, Texas, they're using it. Oh, cool. uh, north texas smoke and decatur tailgaters barbecue and weatherford and then we've got probably another five or six that use it you know on occasionally you know like dane's craft barbecue they use it every now and then on a jalapeno Havarti burger and then yeah and then there's a few others that just kind of rotate it in you know on specific specials uh, another one is uh jay's uh barbecue shack in abilene which he actually smokes our jalapenos for us now
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so up until a few months ago, I was still doing it myself. I have a 500 gallon smoker, and it was we were selling enough glaze that I almost couldn't really keep up with. You know, that amazing the production on that. That and it was an all day process for me, and then I would have to vacuum seal them and freeze them, and then drive them all the way to Abilene, which is where our co-packer is. uh and then we end up getting in with Jay over at Jay's Barbecue Shack. He's literally a mile away from my co-packing facility. And so it works out really good. Oh, that's perfect.
0: And these are the things like as you grow your business that you start to learn and like figure out. And that's what makes me so sad that they, that you have like this kind of roadblock with this lawsuit thing. And and Daniel just put out a, a piece on it. And I know that there's certain things with when lawsuits like it's you're in the middle of it right now. But what can uh-huh. you speak to? What can you speak to that? for people to know and also what can people do to support you guys?
1: So basically, quick synopsis of the lawsuit is we're being sued by a company based in Hornersville, Missouri called Wickers Food Products Incorporated. They are substantially larger than us. They make a marinade similar to Claude's. uh, So it's vinegar and spices and things like that. And uh, and then they also have their own line of barbecue sauce. They've been around for a long time. Their product is very different than mine, you know, Mm -hmm. it's something that you would use towards the beginning of the cook, you know, as, you know, mine is towards the end of the cook. I used to have a really good relationship with that company and then they changed ownership last summer. Along with the change of ownership, I guess the, you know, the values changed as well and they decided to uh, do this. Litigate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We, uh, you know, my, my thoughts and mentality is that there's, you know, plenty of room for both of us and I... I think that, uh, you know, I mean, we could promote and support each other. You know, I tell people all the time, one of my favorite things about the barbecue scene is how all these guys Mm -hmm. in the business, you know, support each other. They go eat at each other's places. They lend each other pits. I can't tell you how many times I've seen Arnest loan somebody a pit. And they, you know, they don't have an us versus them mentality. Mm -hmm. They all realize that there's plenty of pine to go around and they all have a mutual respect for each other because it's such a hard business yeah and I I really see the beauty in that because you don't see that in very many other industries mm-hmm. uh and I really wish that was the case for my situation I
0: think it's based on the name right just name alone right isn't they
1: work- right yeah they have a trademark on my last name and they've held that pat or that trademark since uh I think 99 because they've had that trademark for so long it's it was legally incontestable and so we had no choice but to But to change the name, we gave them, you know, several different options. We gave them the option, you know, for us to put a disclaimer on our bottle that says we're not affiliated with them. We gave them the option to buy us out. We gave them the option to pick our new name. They declined all of it. Uh. And it seems like they just, you know, are hell bent on moving forward uh, with litigation. So so now that we changed our name to Big Wicks they are still claiming that that is that is too similar to the name Wickers. They are asking for damages they didn't you know specify an amount but they're they're acting as if you know us existing is impeding their sales uh, even though that my product is not in a single store in Missouri and their product is not in a single store in Texas. So we are not on the same shelf uh, uh, from sure. basically also implying that somebody could walk into a store and accidentally buy my stuff, Yeah, thinking that it was theirs, which I personally think that, you know, when and if they ever were to buy or to get in stores in Texas, if somebody were to see their product, they would probably buy theirs on accident, thinking that it's mine. Because mine, you know, not to the long, but people, yeah, people, people know our name here in Texas. You know, if things had gone another way, I would have loved to have promoted and supported them, you know, every way possible.
0: It's ridiculous. With the GoFundMe, does that help Offset your legal bills and all that,
1: right? Yeah, so yeah, we have a GoFundMe uh, going on to help with our attorney fees because win or lose, this is gonna we're looking at around forty thousand dollars, you know, to fight this. As I mentioned before, we're still really small, you know, we don't have forty thousand dollars just laying around.
0: And I'll put a link to the GoFundMe, I'll try to put a link right off of this, but it'll be in the actual comment section as well as I'll, I'll write a blog piece that'll connect to this so that way. Uh, yep. people can find that also what you you had mentioned off camera another way to support you is by buying your product
1: right yeah uh, buying it uh in the store and online uh would be great and uh we've got a we've got a promo code set up for you know any of your followers oh,
0: then also too isn't uh joe zavala don't his zavala distribution has your stuff
1: yeah I actually restocked them today so yeah I'm, I'm pretty honored to have my product in there with uh, products from Texas Monthly Top 50 restaurants. Uh, It's it's pretty cool. And then Meat Church is in there and a lot of other big, a lot of other big names.
0: Can you describe the flavor and the, like the taste of your glaze to other people that are just watching that haven't?
1: Our glaze is, uh, is, you know, it's jalapeno flavor, you know, but it's not gonna just light your mouth on fire and make you miserable. It's not crazy hot. I, I literally have customers that feed it to their two and three-year-old kids and their 97-year-old grandmother. Uh, so as far as the flavor profile, I mean, there's, There's, uh, you know, it's smoky because we smoke the jalapenos with real wood. There's nothing, you know, no liquid smoke, artificial, anything about it. Uh, And there's pure cane sugar. So it's, you know, it's got a sweetness to it. And then there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a kick from the jalapeno on the back end. But yeah, I'd say, I mean, it's pretty well-rounded. I think so too.
0: Gosh. But what do you, other than, which when you, when I read cream cheese, I'm like, ah, I've had a long time ago, I've had that. And I think I've also had jalapeno jelly on lamb, I think when I was a
1: kid. Well, I mean, well, there's not a ton of people here in Texas City, eat lamb, but, uh, but it not is – I've I've had a few uh, that said they really enjoyed it. But, yeah, cream cheese, you know, just straight out of the package, you know, uh, is really good. Or also smoked cream cheese. Matt Pittman at Meat Church, he did a video uh, where he put hard glaze on top of uh, yeah. smoked cream cheese, and, and he seasoned it with uh, his new Texas sugar rub. And then he also used it in a uh, – him and uh Nolan from Before Barbecue. They used it in a video where they blazed uh, Texas Twinkies with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Nolan, uh, like they mentioned
0: Nolan before, but Nolan's awesome. He's such a nice guy.
1: Nolan's actually about to have uh his own line of rubs and sauces available too. He's he's actually working with the the same co packer that I do and Joe uh, Zabala and Goldies and uh, a lot of those guys are using we're, we're all using the same the same people for our products and they're, they're really awesome it's oh, absolutely cool. world-class in abilene do you want to really name their people. name or absolutely world-class in abilene okay
0: okay <laughs> you yeah. said absolutely world-class i think and i'm like oh the- yeah <laughs> that's their name okay perfect okay that's yeah. cool oh awesome okay that's yeah i'll put a link to, to them as well below that like that's really really cool yeah he deserves like it's my chat with him was so was I just had to know I didn't know him that well. And then by the end I'm like, this guy is guys out there. Do you find yourself putting it on ribs more? Do you
1: find chicken or what or uh chicken or and pork are probably uh are probably my my two personal favorites, you know, because I you know, especially pork. I think, you know, pork really takes on the flavor of whatever you put on it and mm-hmm. it needs, you know, pork definitely needs you know, supplemental flavor. My absolute favorite use of my product is on pork belly burn ends. We have several customers that use our our product on beef. Uh, I'm kind of a purist with beef. I'm salt, pepper, garlic only type of person. Uh, but yeah, our stuff is great on uh, chicken breast, pork chops, ribs, shrimp, fish. Uh, it's also nice another fun. way my wife and I use it. We use it quite a bit at home. Is on uh, stir fry. That
0: would be a good uh, idea so, too. You
1: know, just some. Udon noodles and, you know, chicken and veggies and, you know, a little bit of soy sauce, a little bit of our glaze. And that's really good. I'm going to try that. That's That's a good, good scrambled eggs. That's my wife's other favorite. We have customers that eat it on pizza and on ice cream. And I mean, just straight, you know, straight off the spoon before they go to bed every night. You know, I'm going to try it on all those things. I didn't even think
0: about eggs and uh, I'm so stupid. (laughs) That's a good idea. Right. I'm going to stir fry it.
1: Forgot to mention, it's also good in uh, in cocktails. So we have a lot of customers that use it in uh, bloody marys, margaritas, old fashions, things like that.
0: That's a fabulous idea too. And so, so it's it's really versatile. I didn't realize how versatile yeah. it was. Oh, I didn't think yeah. about that. I'm going to try it in a lot of those different things. And when, when I do, I'll take photos and I'll send them to you. That's awesome. really, that's yeah. really, really cool. That's ah, uh, I'm so glad we talked. Are you going to expand the brand at all? Is that something down the road or? Is oh, you- I-
1: I definitely, yeah, I definitely plan on doing that. It's just a, you know, it's a matter of time and money. And then we've also, you know, we've got to get yeah. through the lawsuit. But yeah, there's uh, there's tons of different flavors that I would like to do. I would love to do all sorts of things that are native to Texas, things that are, you know, Texas is known for, you know, like poteet strawberries and prickly pear, you know, from South Texas or West Texas. I would love to do lots of different flavors. And uh, I mean, really the sky's is kind of the limit. That and if we ever even hit a brick wall, I can always change gears and use a different wood for smoking. Mm-hmm. You know, to get a different flavor profile. I could do post oak or pecan or you know, some other native native Texas wood.
0: Did you why did you choose? I, I had meant to ask you, did you choose mesquite for a specific
1: reason? That's just what I had. You know, I'm from West Texas and we have an abundance of, of mesquite up there. Yeah, it's just what I had laying around.
0: Yeah. It's just native to where you're and it and it speaks to a lot to the the local aspect of what you're doing it's specific to you and specific to west texas also to you another thing people can do to support you is merch you have a bunch of merch now
1: yeah we have merch uh we partnered with a, a friend of ours up in uh Lovick in my hometown uh he's got a store called uh mute quarter outfitters so he's got a brick and mortar apparel store and then he also has his own production facility where he makes shirts and hats and things like that and so I partnered with him to so that, you know, all of our friends and family in West Texas can just walk into the store, they can get whatever they want anytime. So we didn't have to ship it to them or so we didn't have to meet them in a Home Depot parking lot sometime when we're up there restocking. And then yeah, he's also handling, you know, everything he makes is also available online. So he's handling that as well. That's
0: cool too. Yeah, I've been meaning to buy some stuff. So that's that's awesome. That's, so that's another way if people can support you. What have you had recently that you really like? Cause it's kind of hard to say like, what's your favorite barbecue joint, but is there, what are some uh, things you had that you've really liked recently?
1: I can actually tell you my favorite and it's uh Dane's craft barbecue right here in Fort Worth. It's less than 15 minutes away from where I live. And they're actually about to move even closer to me. To me, they're, they're number one. And even a lot of my friends in the barbecue business, they, they say that Dane's is the gold standard. They, they, they try to get to that level. So, yeah, Dane's is absolutely amazing. And then, you know, not only because they're customers, but they are, I mean, they were actually my favorite barbecue joints before they even started using our stuff. North Texas Smoke, Smoketown, uh, Brick's Barbecue in Fort Worth. He uses on specials oh, occasionally. Cool. Uh, B4 Bar- Barbecue and Boba, Jay's. Barbecue Shack in Abilene was one of my favorites even before he started using our stuff and smoking our peppers. Of course, LV Mays in Lubbock, Tom and Bingo's, uh, Pit Forks and Smoke Rings in Slayton, Rojino out in Alton, about 45 minutes away from Lubbock. Lots that's of good a, places out there. I'm really uh, fortunate to live here in Texas. We're just, you
0: know, I know it's, surrounded. It's, it's surrounded by like the ones you name. It's like, if those were all, uh, that, that's just, like, those were all best yeah, well, that, like, in the planning places, got it.
1: Yeah, well, that and DFW has really, you know, kind of become a new barbecue destination. It's, you know, it's like Lockhart and Austin have been in the past. I mean, DFW is, you know, very, very saturated and really good quality barbecue places. Dean and Ashley, they're
0: great people. yeah,
1: They are. They're really, really nice, salt type people. And my, my wife and I, we've become really good friends with them. We, uh, Anytime they go and do a barbecue festival, you know, we go and help them. Oh, that's those. Nice. and we we also help them with the uh, the barbecue or the the brisket classes that Dane does. Oh, that's cool. So that's yeah, awesome. a lot of fun. Something I meant to mention was that uh, you know earlier I mentioned that our product was used in a uh, in a meat church. You know, a couple of meat church videos: one on Instagram, one on YouTube. The power of meat church is just absolutely insane. After those two videos, we ended up having orders from forty-four states in the United States in the US. And then, like I said, it also led to us getting in a store in Australia. So yeah, we immediately saw a rise in uh, followers and orders and things like that. It's just absolutely insane. And then uh, we're actually in that store in Waxahachie. Oh, cool. Yeah. So the first time, you know, first time they ordered, it was eight cases and then it was 12. And then this most recent time it was 36 cases. I mean, they are just selling tons of it. It's double. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, so I I can't speak highly enough of them, Matt and all of his crew over there. They're just super nice, and they've been so helpful and supportive. It's uh, it's been great. I'm I'm actually really fortunate. I've got several people in this industry that have served as as mentors to me. You know, like the Alton Paris from Chupacabra Rubs, uh, my friend Kyle Lancaster from uh, Calito Salsa. Uh, he was actually one of my big. One of the big reasons why I started this, uh, he kind of inspired me. He's a quick recap on him is that uh, he was a guy working for ADT Security and started selling salsa out of the trunk of his car. And uh, then he got in with a small co-packer and and then got in with United Supermarkets and Market Street. And then he just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now he's in, I wanna say, uh, 15 major grocery store chains in 31 states yeah, he's huge. He's really helped me out quite a bit. He's been a great mentor. I talk to him probably once a month and tell him how things are going and all that.
0: Nice to have someone like that. Absolutely. Especially when you're trying to navigate a world that you're not not always 100% familiar with as things are growing and it's important to have people like that. That's actually great advice too if you were giving to someone that ever wanted to start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Networking is just uh, incredible, you know, because you get knowledge from so many other people that have been there and done that. I didn't go to school, you know, for business. I wish I had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, so that that... now that I'm self-employed and have a, you know, running a business. So yeah, I've had to learn a lot of things the hard way, but I've also been fortunate that I've had a lot of people, you know, in my corner giving me some good advice. And I'm glad that we finally get did get a chance to
0: talk. I I know that when we've talked off and on, you've said like, I'll be, we'll be sold out online when we're not sold out. How do, when people, do you kind of let people know on social media that you're going to be sold out or is there going to be a cycle where you're not going to be sold out online? Do you think, or
1: how does that work? Yeah, it's just kind of hit and miss. I mean, we occasionally just get huge sur- surges, you know, of orders, you know, like okay. the meat church thing. I mean, I literally had, you know, filled the back be- the back of my pickup up, you know, like three times, you know, I had to make three separate trips to the UPS, UPS store because we had so many orders. Uh, So, yeah, occasionally we just get big, you know, rush orders and and it just kind of depletes our inventory. And like I said, our product is, you know, we're made in pretty small batches, uh, relatively small in the the grand scheme of things. You know, it's 125 gallons, uh, but there's, I mean, there's products out there that are made in 30,000 gallon batches.
0: If you are sold out online, generally what's the turnaround then to
1: get product anytime somebody orders online we typically pack it up that evening and then take it to the ups store the next day and depending on where they where they are it's usually a couple of days
0: but if it's sold out then how long would it take to replenish usually?
1: usually one or two weeks
0: okay so it's not
1: like so our, our, our co-packers are pretty good about getting getting more to us as quick as they can but they you know they've had a lot of success and grown a lot and they picked up a lot of clients you know like i mentioned earlier and and they're actually at capacity now. They they're not even taking on any more clients because they have so much work. It's actually a really good thing.
0: What do they think when you when you place these giant orders? Are they like, wow?
1: I mean, they're they're happy for us. You know, they they really support us and all that. They've been great. What's your wife's name? Sarah. Sarah an H you-
0: Sarah with an H, can you tell us, uh, tell yeah. people a little bit about her so people know, cause it's a family business.
1: Yeah, so yeah, she's the other half of this business. Uh, and she still has, I mean, she's, she has a full-time job. Uh, she works for a industrial electrical supply company in DFW, so yeah, she, uh, she's she been instrumental in all of this. Back when we were still making the jelly ourselves, she'd work, you know, eight hours at her job and then come home and help help me make eight cases of jelly in an evening yeah so every day you know she comes home and helps helps pack up orders and all that did
0: you ever think like back in the day back then that you would
1: sell thousands of jars of this no i absolutely did yeah i didn't think that it would ever become what it has now that we're here you know we're we've expanded our our goals you know we want to we want to be in HEB, bucky's central market specs academy those are all texas-based yeah. you know businesses and Uh, We really want to become a household name in Texas, you know, before we even try to think about going national. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, we would love to be in, you know, all those stores and then every mom and pop meat market and grilling barbecue supply store in Texas. Like I said, I really want to be a household name in Texas someday.
0: Well, let's try, let's try to make that happen. Let's like all put good vibes towards this uh, negative situation that's happening and hopefully get past, get you past that. And then, as a community will really support you. And I, I hope that, yeah, I, that, w- what you've talked about, that doesn't sound out of, out of the um, realm. And also something like specs like it's great. Like you talk about mixing with things like that's. Yeah.
1: So, so yeah, like Spex, you know, like I mentioned before, our, our product is great in you know, a lot of cocktails, but also one thing about specs is they have a lot of gourmet, in- yeah. unique gourmet foods and, and our product is great on uh, charcuterie boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, our, our target audience is, you know, the guy that likes to cook in his backyard, you know, cook barbecue in his backyard for his family and then his wife that likes to do charcuterie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not really, my product isn't really geared towards, you know, the competition barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great products out there that and they, you know, the competition barbecue guys, they want a glaze that's just, you know, crystal clear, just creates a glass finish on the ribs. You know, and mine has the jalapeno pieces Mm -hmm. and seeds and stuff like that. We do have some guys that are using it in competition, but uh, they actually strain out all those jalapeno. Our product is super simple. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. smoked jalapenos, apple cider vinegar, xanthan gum, and pure cane sugar. So yeah, it's I mean, super simple. And the the apple cider vinegar serves as a natural preservative. Yeah, and eventually, you know, we we plan on doing a you know we'd love to do a sugar free version as well for the. People that are, you know, either diabetic or doing keto. You do demos at places too, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're doing quite a bit of demos in the supermarkets that we're in. We're actually doing what's called DSD right now, which is direct store delivery. So that means that we drive to each individual store, check it in in the back, and uh, and put it on the shelves. Oh, really? Uh, and it's essential. And it's essentially a trial run. And uh, and if our numbers are good, then they'll put us in the warehouse, which would mean. They buy it by the pallet. They pick it up from the facility, from the co-packing facility. They take it to their, their warehouse, and then they would distribute it. So, yeah. like I said, we're 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 approaching our one-year mark with uh, United Supermarkets and Market Street. We're hoping that after our one-year mark, they'll evaluate and they'll uh, hopefully decide to put us in the warehouse. Then yeah. we'd actually, you know, Beautiful. we'd save a lot of a lot of a lot of time and time and fuel, and yeah, we'd so we'd have a little bit better of a profit margin.
0: But that's also too that these are the things that you're. That you deal with, and you have to like you know, it's not it's not just like making something and then expecting it to like it's there's a lot of moving parts, and there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot that goes into this. That part.
1: and that and I mean, really, you know, once people taste their product, I mean, it, I mean, it sells almost yeah. immediately. So it, I mean, it works to our advantage letting people try it. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell that to all the all the mom and pop stores that we're in as well. You know, if you put out samples on your busiest day, I mean, it'll it'll sell, and, right, it, yeah. and it does yeah
0: because so unique how did Daniel get on your radar how did that how did that come up how did he
1: so yeah I I met him at a barbecue place you know standing standing in line at a barbecue place a couple years ago and I actually saw that he was there and so I went to my pickup and got a got a jar of jelly and gave it to him and introduced myself first met him there and then I've actually ran into him several times, you know, in barbecue lines, right when we were working on uh, getting the, the glaze together and, you know, putting our story, you know, kind of our backstory uh, about the product together. I had him actually, you know, look over it and tell me what he thought. And, oh, that's great. Uh, I was really nice that he took the time to do that. He joked around about sending me a bill for consulting uh, <laughs> when I had him look over our, our backstory, <laughs> but yeah, so I've, yeah, I just ran into him several times over the years. And...
0: and for this last time that he called, like that he called you for the article, is that something that you knew he was going to call you or did it, was it just kind of out of the blue or.
1: Well, yeah. So I actually ran into him at North Texas smoke in Decatur. I was eating lunch there with my friend, Bob. And. Uh, next thing we knew, you know, Dana one was there in line to, to eat food. I don't know how he heard about the lawsuit, but he, he said, Hey, how's the lawsuit coming along? And I kind of talked to him about it. And he said, well, send me some info. And. And so I, I emailed him some information that I had, and then he, he called me up a couple of weeks ago, and you know we did a phone interview and all that.
0: Yeah, and it's it, that's nice because he's also the fact that he's helped you like little like those those are little things he does behind closed doors that people don't know about. He's an ambassador
1: for barbecue. Yeah, he's not absolutely. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm, really appreciate you know what he yeah what he's done because yeah I mean it's gotten our name out there to so many people that didn't know about us before. And it also you know gave us the ability to to tell our story of what's going on,
0: yeah, and at least let people know if they've heard or they've seen things that like, so they get a chance to to really hear about it and and it's a, it's an official yeah. document on their website that's something that 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 comes from the horse's mouth, so at least like it's something that that is official, and i i am I'm, I'm so happy that he he reached yeah. out for that too, like it's just yeah, this is all I think this is all going to go in your direction. I really hope so i don't I'm not gonna I put all so. yeah. But I, but I, I thank you so much for taking the time. I hope you have a good trip. And
1: thank you. Oh, One other thing I did want to mention Earlier, I mentioned you know the Troubadour Barbecue Festivals and all that. And, uh, what's great about those is you know being able to see everybody in the business and network and all that stuff and that, and seeing every you know seeing all the all the pitmasters in their element and having fun cutting up with everybody else. Uh, one thing I'm really fortunate or thankful for is that Eminem uh, Smokers. I know you've done a video with them we actually you know we get them a gallon of uh blaze uh before every troubadour and they you know put it on products and you know the samples at the at the troubadour festivals and that's really awesome they they do that to help get our name out there they're
0: great people bettina mike matt they're just i love like i just I i text every so often with them and it's just so so nice it's nice that they're enthusiastic about life and they want to support each other and really it's Thanks so much
1: for doing this. I appreciate you having me on.
0: I appreciate you. Have a good one.